previously on We Are More Than the Podcast. Uh, a man ain't gonna be a man until twenty six, twenty seven. On around, a good day. Yeah, on a good day. Yeah. Around <laughs> okay. around those times is when we really start to say, damn, like mm-hmm. shit is just me. Yeah. And like I gotta start doing like I I got to start being a man, taking care of my responsibilities and those kind of things. That really makes me wonder, like, at what point do women realize, like, it's really just me? Right. I really have to. that's a great question. I, I want to know the answer. When did that, especially black women. My God. See, I have a when? I think, um, so one of my pet peeves that and my mother and I still fall out about it. I bet you, I bet you, you don't want to. So growing up, I have an older brother. You grown up, you have chores. One person's week to do this, the other person's week to do that. Switch next week, blah, blah, blah. Every week, I was doing my work and his work. And okay. I was like, this is not okay. Lady, father, people, parents, tighten up this parenting. Tighten it up. Because my mom... She was like, as a woman, you got to get used to hearing your name called. And I was just like, that doesn't make sense because I answer when you call his name too. And so, but so I don't think, and I think in traditional, what we would say traditional households, you get, black women are conditioned to, to not be individuals. We're not. So we rarely, or to be nurturing or to be, you know, to do something to cater to someone else's needs or to anticipate other people's needs. Um, that part. So, yeah, um, I don't think women get a chance to find out who they are as an individual until much later. And it has to be intentional. Very so, intentional. I think even with this podcast and just me where we are now, it's a, it's a gift to be able to be intentional about find the individuality and still having something that's grounding yes that what you said about anticipating somebody else's needs that is that was one of the the wake-up calls i had when i got married Mm. i was one of those people had the the fairy tale thing in my head where you know the the, what the wedding was gonna be like what the house was gonna be like what the everything was gonna be like and it wasn't like none of that (laughs) and i just want to know like who lied to me because it went like none of that disney lied to you but it was just like figuring out what does ryan need before ryan can tell me what he needs because the type of man ryan is right ryan don't complain Ryan don't ask for nothing. So let me tell you what's funny. Let, let's go ahead and, and start to uh, break down some of these barriers, men versus women type <laughs> things. So where there is a natural knack to anticipate, mm-hmm. there's a, a there's a very simple solution to that. Ask. And the reason why I say asking is a very simple solution. Sometimes we don't necessarily say exactly what it is that we need. And I'll I'll say this for real men, because we've been told all our lives that we can't complain mm-hmm. about anything. We mm-hmm. can't, especially black men. Let's let's talk about black men particularly. If I cry, then I'm too sensitive. Mm-hmm. If I'm stern about something, then I'm the angry black man. Mm-hmm. If I complain about something, then all I do is bitch. If I don't complain about something, well, I'm not open enough. Mm-hmm. If I'm emotional about, I'm too emotional. Mm-hmm. I'm gay. Hold up. If I'm not emotional, or you too closed up. So we're told Toxic. so many. Yeah, <laughs> Ain't that the we're told so many things that we can't do. So where the anticipation 
can help you mm-hmm. is you ask. And if you can see the struggle in the response, then you know what we need. Mm. But that was a struggle for me. It wasn't natural. I'm to the ask? baby right. to, to anticipate. Okay. I'm the baby of the family. I'm the baby in my family. Too. It was not natural yeah. for me to anticipate anything because unlike where Fallon was saying she had to pick up her brother slack and I don't have to do that. Mm. Right. My mom had the same expectations and standards for all of her children. My brother knows how to cook and clean just like anybody else. If anything, my brother probably know how to cook better than I do. But I heard. Oh. I'm, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh no! That, I was fired from the kitchen. We'll, we'll talk about that later. I was I was fired from the kitchen, which I'm not complaining about at all. But <laughs> not sorry. I, I don't have like those, like the cooking and 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 the the nurturing. And I thought I was these things, but then I got married, and it was like, sis, you don't want to be bothered. Right. Like you just want to watch the same movie every day. <laughs> You want to read books that you've already read. Like, you just really don't want to be bothered. It's just like, I have to go outside of myself to be nurturing and to anticipate his needs. Especially when you marry to someone that does not express what they want. Because Ryan got Ryan. And you know Ryan. Ryan yeah, got Ryan. Ryan got Ryan. However, there, like I said, the a very simple solution. And I think we... And I do ask. Yeah, I think we overcomplicate a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Just ask. Ask the question. Like, one of the things that I heard fairly recent was, did you ever ask me what I wanted? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, Yeah. That's an excellent question. I thought I did, but apparently I didn't ask it just butt naked like that. Yo, what do you want? But I've learned when I do ask that question, I don't get an answer. So no. it is what it is. I'm so, that I'm that way. Like yeah. you can't just ask me what do you want because I don't know. Yeah, it'll change from eight a.m. to five p.m. At eight a.m., I might have wanted a cup of tea, but at five p.m., I want some cheese sticks. See, so I'm don't bring not, me tea when I want cheese sticks. I'm not complicated. I'm very <laughs> like women don't never know what they want to eat. I have default food. Like you can't go wrong with wings. Uh. You can't go wrong with something with rice. Anything going rice, chicken. <laughs> You vegetables. Sh- you sure you ain't from the low country? That's <laughs> that's a geeky dish I'm right, right there. there in the middle. Right there. But like you can't like I just out and I have like default because I don't like complicated molding is complicated enough. I don't like extra drama around emotions and so and you can't get what you don't ask for, what you don't communicate. This is facts. So I'm I I I sit in myself a lot, and so when I come out, I've already thought, I've already processed. By the time I say it. I've already like mapped out in my brain, like rain man, whatever. I'm very sure (laughs) and I'm prepared. I'm braced for the worst and and the best case scenario. Yeah, that's that's different. That's different for me. And and maybe it's one of those welcome to the mind of a man because (laughs) well, I can't say that because my my mind works a little differently. If I'm asking questions, mm-hmm. like when I tell you it's the blankest canvas on the other side of that question, it just is okay. what well, it is. that's a good thing, though. Yeah. yeah that's a good thing. I had to learn that, though, because because you mentioned something about expectations. Mm-hmm. I had to learn to assess the situation first and then set the expectation. Uh-huh. Because if I walk in there with expectations yeah, and it doesn't meet those expectations, yeah. then, then I... Be ready to flip shit yeah, over. We, That's me. We in trouble. All day. So now when I ask a question, <laughs> like I, I've asked some really strong questions and it's one of those, I don't want to hear yes, I don't want to hear no. I want to hear whatever it is you got to say and then we going to move accordingly. Mm-hmm. I'm, I struggle with yes and no questions. You give me an open-ended question, oh, we're gold because I don't know what the hell I'm getting ready to say. But if you want me to give you a yes or no, you mean I only get two options? So no, no hard lines. You mean you. I, I got to yeah. pick one? Well, what if I change my mind? Uh, well, something I'm logical. I, I, I still not. I still have that logic aspect. You know what? I'm 
analytical, but I'm not logical. Mm, I could dig that. Yeah. I could dig that. I can really dig that. I wish I could. But you yeah. value information. I really do. You value you you want all the data. I want all of so it. So don't as do you want is it you know, do you want to wear sandals or heels? Like, well, where are we going? Is it gonna be a lot of walking? Are other people gonna be there? Well, I'll be the only girl. Like, you need information. I need information. Right. And me, I'm like, how I'm gonna feel no matter what. Like, give me the flats. Yeah, <laughs> you wanna wear heels or sandals, sneakers. <laughs> all right, cool. That's fine. Yeah. I just need to know where we're going. What time is it going to be? Right. Are we going to be outside? See, usually when I ask my <laughs> yes or no questions, I've already given you all that information. Uh, okay. Now, this is typical man of me. <laughs> when I've given you that information and you keep asking me the same questions revolving around the information I gave you, I'm going to start looking at you like, it'll just stay the fuck <laughs> on. Like, oh, like, like, I'm not repeating. Are you dumb? Like, <laughs> Are you dumb? Exactly. <laughs> If I know what I'm working with, I can give you a yes or no. Yeah, here's one of those. All right, so we're going to go to the concert and this, 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 and this. So, so what? what's the, con- we already talked about the concert. Like, do you want this or this? Is it going to be crowded? It's a concert. It's a concert. <laughs> no, what do you expect? <sighs> like, it, it's just Where one we going to be things. sitting at? <laughs> See? And, and like, all that. Look at, did you look at the ticket? Like so, it's 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 all of that. Like so, and I know that I'm I'm learning patience as it as it pertains to that because sometimes people just ask questions to stall, but they yes, ask questions. I do that. They ask questions because they haven't done their research. I do that. Yeah. So, and I feel so bad when I'm dealing with like my, with with my clients, right? And they give me something to do, and it's like they put the information that I need in there, mm-hmm. but I'm skimming because I I got a lot to get to, mm-hmm. and I ask a question that is blatantly ex. Explicitly in what they sent me, and they said we'll go back and read it. So, pro tip, pro tip. (laughs) This is what I do. I want to make sure I didn't overlook it, so I'm going to ask: Is that in the information you already gave me? Because I can check back. So now I don't sound like a fool or somebody that's disregarding them. Because a lot of times they give you a lot of fluff that you don't need. Like if you just gave me some bullets instead of this. That's why I can't say I do a love by my clients. Like they are good. Ain't no gray, ain't no fluff, and 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 if it's something that. They might have left out, but oh, sorry, I should have told you that. They don't expect me to fill in no blanks, and I appreciate them. So let's let's talk about let's let's get a little occupational. Okay. So Fallon, what is it that you do? So I just started a new job with DSS. I don't take people's okay. kids. Um, Disclaimer: I do not take people's kids. I'm not on that side of DSS. I'm here to serve the community Uh-oh. with food. So I'm putting the snippet in. Hide your kids. Hide, hide your, your wife. wife. So back <laughs> back to what you would. So what is it that you do for DSS? So there's a food program where um, people who anybody who offers care can sign up for this program to get reimbursed for food costs. So that's the blanket. Um, and I, w- I work with the training, the people who are coming on board in that program. Okay. Um, my passion projects, I love special events, not weddings, not um, baby showers. That's too emotional. Give me a concert. Give me a mm-hmm. workshop. That's my wheelhouse. I love organizing people, creating events for folks to come have a good time and gain information. So. Very administrative. So, like, you do like the advertising for those too, as well. I do marketing. I do plans, map work with vendors and sponsors, and I love mapping out from the time you hit the parking lot, like what's going to be convenient, what's going to be comfortable, just anticipating needs of people, how people act. Like they're going to be mad if they got to stand in line too long. Right. So, <laughs> engage them while they're in line, so they don't feel this twenty minute wait before the gates open or the doors open. What's, so. what's your fee? 
<laughs> we can talk. I can draft the contract. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm know, cheap for right now. You I'm know why learning. I'm asking questions. <laughs> I got you. I love it. Yeah, you know, True King Music Group. So, I didn't yeah. Concert. I, well, it held a pandemic is oh, oh, well, we go we can take our mask off now. <laughs> we vaccinated. Yeah. yeah. Run me your car, a real one. Thank you. <laughs> but that's what's up. So, so Mel, I know that you I know that you up and stop corporate America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations to you. I'm I'm trying to get there. Uh, no, nah, they're not loyal at all. And I had to learn when I got furloughed. It ain't personal. Mm-hmm. It's business. Yeah, it is business. So now when I leave, it ain't personal. It's, it's, business. it's business. Yeah. So um, right now I'm a mercenary. Bravo. <laughs> who's, who's ever who's ever paying the highest price? Uh, that's who I work <laughs> for. <laughs> I love like like Dave Chappelle said, like I did ask for both Pepsi and Coke. Um, so whichever one tastes better is the one that's paying me the most money. So, so what is it? Where's your career now? What? So I started my own business. Okay. Um, we will be official probably within the next couple of weeks. But okay. the name of my business is MKW LLC. As okay. You know MKW is my initials. Uh-huh. I am a virtual executive assistant and a social media manager. Okay. Um, my business is growing, like growing at a rate where I feel like I'm trying to keep a lid on a boiling pot okay, with like something hot in it that I don't want to burn me. That's literally how it feels. Pressure cooker. Something. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I need people. So, uh, you know, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open. I will be hiring probably within the next like three months. I'm a mercenary. Later. So if the okay. price is right. I mean, because I, the way I am, I have my business philosophy is I don't like to say I don't know. If you ask me a question, you'll never hear me say I don't know. Um, and my other is I don't like to turn down money. I got you. So the way the business is coming in, okay, I don't want to have to turn anybody away. Mm-hmm. So I need to have I need some more hands. I got you. Um, and I never thought I'd be in this position, especially because I literally just started my business in March. Oh, congratulations! Yes, literally just well, I say that I started doing social media management and uh, web design last summer when I was bored when I was furloughed. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I dig it. That's when I really got into the pod and the music. And needed all something yeah. to do, yeah. like literally something to do. So I was thriving. I was out here undercover. What? Yeah. <laughs> God, <help me. laughs> I sold my body. It went for much. Oh, they, I don't they gave it back. Nobody they, they gave it back. back. <laughs> they gave it back. <laughs> they gave it back. It was like, it's you okay. need this. You, you need this. Yeah. But I did had to find something to do because, like you said, these these jobs ain't loyal. Like, I no, was furloughed. Not. But I mine actually turned out very well. I was furloughed at the end of my maternity leave. So they extended my maternity leave, in my opinion, okay. for like another four weeks. So I got paid more than I was getting paid on maternity leave to stay home with my baby, which I wanted to do anyways. Yeah. I got furloughed when I was leaving my team. Oh. Yeah. Did they furlough your team? No. Wow. I, was only, trash. I, was the, I was the only one on my team that got furloughed. Kind of trash. Uh, okay. It cost too much. And of, of the remaining people, no, I wasn't even, I wasn't the most senior. Wow. I wasn't the last one hired. Um, and out of all the people, um, three of the six of us left. But the one who was furloughed is still there. But the other three who didn't get furloughed, they they, they left. left. Yeah, mm-hmm. which hey, kudos to them. They found better opportunities, yeah. it, and that's when I learned. That's I learned that ugly lesson. Mm-hmm. It ain't personal. It's, yeah, it ain't. it's business. And so. I had to learn that lesson too because yeah. I had to leave my job because I had to I had to come home from my job because right. 
my mom had to have heart surgery mm-hmm. and my child is a lot he's a lot a lot so i was like i got to come home and just be a mom mm-hmm. until i can figure out what we're going to do and it just leaving was just the beginning leaving was the first step to me actually figuring out what i'm supposed to do and when i tell you never saw this coming right. never saw and it's like everything is just happening where it's the way it's supposed to it's just falling in line people that i need are just showing up and it's That's like this would have never happened if i if i kept that right. job right. because they weren't loyal like my mom is literally in the hospital and y'all asking me am i coming to work nah i'm good can i bring my kid well no that wouldn't really be appropriate then i'm not coming to work right i got you i got you so you you weren't furloughed no <laughs> congratulations so, no i quit, I quit. Oh, I quit in a pandemic. I was falling apart already. And the thing, you know, so let's talk, because jobs be raggedy sometimes. So yeah. you know that. Let's talk about I was so you happy know, with Alan quit her job. Listen, like, and we quit. Like, we was we talked we, about this. It was like the same um, time. But I quit, I think, like, right before Thanksgiving of uh, 2019. And I worked for a, a small, um, I wear it no more. I worked for a small radio station in uh, Gospel Station. And um, it was just you could just it see. It was one hundred six point one, was it? I nah. Oh, oh. No, no, huh? Okay. That's uh, uh. What's what else? Can we on that or not? I'm just trying to think. But anyway, I'm gonna say no. Was it ninety eight point three? I'm gonna say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god! Uh, I uh, I, so I quit because I, I saw. The forever, and <laughs> I, I still know these guys. No future there, okay. and I saw no investment right. in them building, and um, and I was wasting away because I was sitting on so much talent, mm-hmm. and I knew that, and then mm-hmm. I was given a lot, and I was just like to be poor, and I had just I worked for Come churches, <laughs> I worked for churches and ministries. I had been a nanny, I had been a preschool teacher, and I still couldn't make over twelve dollars an hour. I was like, I have a master's. What are you doing? Now. You was at church's chick? Working for okay. different churches. Edifices. And they probably pay more than what I was <laughs> And so I was just like, enough already. And so I quit. And they was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, mind your business. Um, and the time, so between, I started this new job in like May. So from November. <laughs> Mind y'all business. <laughs> what are you gonna? My, y'all did. Y'all oh, never sorry. cared when I was working here. Right. Don't care now. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> that shit did my heart some good. They were like, my was like, you what know, you, you always do? have a home here. No, it's roaching fest. I don't want to live here. This is not. Uh, but sometimes these jobs be like that raggedy piece of drawers that you know you need to get rid of. Be like, if I, I just on, put a safety pin and hold them up on one side, I can make it to the grocery store and back. And so you just gotta turn these jobs loose. So I walked away. It gave me the freedom that I needed to fall apart. I mean, come on now. The deepest yes. and worst depression, but it was so necessary. I don't think anybody's ever said that, but I needed space to just lose my mind. Um, shout out Book Club. Book Club, really? gave, Book Club gave me something to focus on to get it. Cause what we were reading was like so out of my wheelhouse. So, it's a true story. I was a, I was. He was supposed to be in club. the book club and never. No, I, I was a part of the book club. You I didn't just, come to my nan meeting. I just never read none of the books. I got. I was just like, "Where the niggas at?" But it's fine. <laughs> hey, girls, <laughs> didn't show up. <laughs> didn't show up. He let y'all down. No, Kevin was the only guy that, sh- that actually signed up for yeah, the book club. Yeah, signed up for the book club. But you were the only one that just really didn't show up, and that's yeah. why I was just like, 
you know, this it, is so much more than books. It was it's a whole, it was a whole pandemic out there. Okay, so but was, what was you doing? You got furloughed. Huh? <laughs> See what had happened was Craig. <laughs> I was nervous as a, a hooker in church. So yeah. I, wasn't going, I wasn't going nowhere. I, and I can honestly see, like, I was, I was if you had joined the book club, right. it'd have been the three of it us. It would have been because because Vanessa's quiet, Lauren's quiet, Andrea's quiet, Shonda's been, quiet. Yeah, I called this, y'all out on yeah. the pod. We could have been doing this pod a long time ago. We could have been. We could have been. Could have been called the book club. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, that's why I picked the books that I picked because I felt like we don't need to be reading nothing heavy right now because life. Is heavy and I still right ended now. up mad at white people with one of them. We books. did. I was like, that was my bad. Uh, what, what books were you? Were you okay, guys one reading? of the books we read. The this. first book we read were they all on Audible? Because I don't read. One of them was okay. Yeah, actually, no, all of them were on Audible. I can't, because I can't read. I, can I, I tried to pick things that there was an audio book for. Okay, just because you know everybody can't sit with a book. Yeah, I can't. I can't but, do it. Um, the first book we read was Saving CC Honeycutt. That was the one. I was like, white nonsense. What does what does Melissa have us reading? But it was perspective. It was, it was funny. It was perspective. It was funny. Saving CC. It's one of my favorite books, honestly. It's about a little girl whose mother had a psychotic break, and her father was trash, and left the two of them basically to fend for themselves. And mom got hit by a bus. Oh shit! Right. During a site, during like one of her yes, during one of her episodes. I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> in the book, it is funny. It, is it was funny. like red shoes, right in the road, oh, literally. Oh like it said, the dress went one way, the shoes went the other way. Like mama got hit by a bus in, th- in a thrift store dress. Yes, <laughs> like, like not just a dress, like a pageant gown, because mother was a southern pageant queen, and her brain, whenever it snapped, it always went back she to her being the Vidalia Onion Queen. Of whatever year it was. So in her mind, she was on the stage, Miss Vidalia Onion, and then here come the bus. (laughs) So the little girl (laughs) ends up going to stay with her rich auntie, which where is my rich auntie? First of all, um, her rich auntie in Savannah, Georgia, where she, you know, makes her first friend, which is their housekeeper, Oletta. Okay. Which you can already tell. Right. Oh, let us Mammy. Yeah. Yes. And that's where the the perspective comes in because mm-hmm. I loved Oletta's character. Mm-hmm. I did. My, I was more interested in Cece's development mm-hmm. as a character just because. Which is an intention of the book. Right. But Oletta for me was just, wasn't even like a breath of fresh air. It was just like, this is what you see us as. And when we don't fit this, you try to find something else for other fit so it's like either your aunt viv mm-hmm. claire huxtable mm-hmm. or florida evans mm-hmm. okay but but you can't just be damn, Fallon damn, damn, damn. or melissa mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so that's where the that's where the perspective came in it because oletta had black friends mm-hmm. so it's like this girl who grew up in ohio had never really even seen black people she gets thrown into the seasoned southern savannah and it's just like that was that was her introduction to a black woman. So that's where we kind of uh, here we go again <laughs> with this. Right. But at the same time, is what she needed because yeah. Oletta was her grounding force. I got mm-hmm. you. That's what's up. And um, also, we are more than a podcast sponsored by We Reading Rainbow. Um, <laughs> you know, the book is what, what was it called? Saving CC Honeycutt. Saving CC Honeycutt. I can't remember the author's name. Um, Sorry, but don't take my word for it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robert, we love you. Yeah. 
That's my shit. Yeah, I have I no mean, clue. The book is on this bookshelf somewhere here. Yeah, but you know, and I, I was, I was excited about your book club, <laughs> about you starting one, not about me oh, being okay. participating. I was about to say, yeah. You were excited not, for something that you didn't about, not attend. Not about participating. <laughs> okay. Because I don't read novels. Like I read a whole bunch of, um, I read like conversation starter books. What's that? Uh, like why do men have nipples? <laughs> why do men fall asleep after sex? Why, why do people why have? Why do y'all fall asleep after? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I just because I read that you book. Know so men, no. fall, men fall asleep. No, I don't. I get up and do things because, you know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so men fall asleep after sex because the same endorphins that are released when you eat turkey um, are the same endorphins that are released after ejaculation. So it makes us tired. So y'all just a mess. Yeah. I feel like everybody deserves a nap. Who are you? <laughs> I don't nap. I, I don't nap. Okay. I, I have lost the ability to nap. And it's really sad because it started when I was pregnant. And I never regained the ability to nap. It never came back. I I can't just lay in the bed. Well, maybe I can read my book once I finally have a minute to myself. I'm going to read my book. I finally have a minute to myself. I'm going to just scroll until my finger falls off. Oh, wait. I was supposed to be going to sleep. This is what happens. I got you. Is that why you're getting gray? Bruh. Probably. I, I don't even know if you have grace. I, I do. I just wanted to yell that out. Um, I just because I, I ain't have got the whole Frederick Douglass going I on. Do. Oh. I do. But <laughs> I, I got I got the They're Frederick the Douglass beard. But like, yeah, I, I have lost right the ability to nap, and I get so jealous because Ryan will just be in this state of bliss. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's like, dang, it's a man thing. Love to be there. Yeah, I'm not gonna let men have that. I nap like all through school. What are your hobbies? Reading naps, 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 naps are pastime. Oh, and I get mad at August because he don't be one for doing what I don't want to do. Yeah, so um, we're we're coming close to a, uh, I guess, a wrap up portion on this one Um, because I'm excited about what you guys are getting ready to do as pertains to. To be real, um, what is the premise going for? Because I know you released a few episodes of To Be Real, and it was We're probably going to delete those. No, <laughs> don't delete them. Don't delete them. And I have the glow up. No, a, the glow up is about to be real. Here's the here's the reason why I say don't delete them. I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan. Oh yeah. Joe Rogan yeah. said that if you go back to his beginning podcast. They were trash, weren't they? He was smoking joints, <laughs> answering quick, answering questions off of Twitter. Oh like, my God. And it was just one of those things where he was just doing something. But now Joe Rogan is iHeartRadio's baby, Spotify's everybody baby. Everybody know Joe. Like, and everybody paying him. Like he, he's the podcast guy. And um, one of the guys that I, I look up to tremendously. So it's one of those... You knew that you had an idea for something. Yeah. You planted the seed. Now just continue to water that thing. Let it grow. Yeah. So like I wouldn't I wouldn't delete them. I had to delete mine. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I I wouldn't I wouldn't delete where you started to where you're going to be going. Because, I don't know what the premise is though. Like I really don't. Like I like the idea of answering questions. I feel like that could be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, but one of the things that you you hit the nail on, you said freedom. Yeah. Um. I got into podcasting only because I went to therapy and yeah, the, the therapist that I got was an old white guy 
And I knew that I would actually have to learn how to really use my words and contain my emotions. Because mm-hmm. he's an old white guy who was heavy in the church. So I couldn't say things like, man, these niggas, blah, 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 X, mm-hmm. Y, Z. Because I still wanted, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to still show a level of respect mm-hmm. for my elder. Because that's exactly what he is. Yeah. So it made me use my words and really dive into what was going on at the time. Okay. And... I did that, so I came to the podcast to not have to censor myself. Yes. So now I can talk about what I want to, how I want to, and even though in the editing, we throw the censors in mm-hmm. just so um, I can say, hey, mom, dad, let your friends listen to the podcast <laughs> without them hearing. Yeah. Well, my parents know I cuss, but they don't want to introduce something to no, the congregation. True. Whereas a whole bunch of church folk who may not be so susceptible to me cussing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, your son's just said, Fang. like, just yeah. Running his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was one of those things. My dad, he even sat me down and said, son, you are way too intelligent and you have such mm-hmm. a, a broad vocabulary to use such spicy words. I said, yeah, dad, but sometimes I just don't spicy. understand. Yeah. They, yeah. they just feel That's what my mom told me to say. Larry, she was like, people who curse aren't smart enough to come up with another word. I'm like, That's I got true. all the words yeah, on me. You know, she, just, she just knew that would get me because I prided yeah, myself on I've, being so smart. I've got deep-rooted lexicon. Like, so, like, it's just one of those things where I... It's I don't just, worry it's about spicy. it. It's spicy. It feels good. Like, the... the yes, now, that's I, my favorite word. I cuss when I sing. I don't curse when I rap. Because I want people to hear exactly what it is that I'm saying when I'm rapping and mm-hmm. feel it based off of what they're hearing. Mm-hmm. Where when I'm singing, I just want you to feel it. Okay. Yeah, so like that's that's where that's where that whole thing comes in. But yeah, like I'm I'm extremely proud of you. You know, I'll give you whatever resource it is that I have in order for you to be able to continue to grow what it is that you're doing. So from the social media management, you can use your podcast to push that. From what you're doing with DSS, like y'all can y'all can use this as a platform to not only just kind of step outside of what your day to day roles are, but also shed light on what your day to day roles are too. So I'm I'm excited to see what's coming out of To Be Real. Yeah, yeah. But uh, any any final words that you guys may have for the listeners on the We Are More Than podcast platform? Honestly, just be ready for whatever. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Good. Y'all done gave me a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so buckle up. Let's, let's go on this ride That's together. Right. Well, there's been another episode of We Are More Than the Podcast. Yeah. I bet you, I bet you, you don't want none. You know you're messing with the wrong 